Hey everybody, what's up? We got uh, a couple of Team Hurricane ladies on the on the show today. <laughs> I just think it's funny because the first time I met these guys, I had no idea anything about their story. But now we're all, we're all pretty tight. We've gone through some stuff. It's been good. It's been good as a coach. I think it's been good uh, as athletes for these for these guys over here. Um, there's four women on this group, and we've got Sierra and Kristen as as part of it, and then we got uh, Kelsey and Jen as the other part. But we wanted to talk about uh, an event we 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 did about uh, almost two months now, two months ago now here in Colorado, uh, end of July. It was a training camp to get all four of these women together. They're, they're uh, you can re- listen to the backstory on previous episodes, but basically, they're training to to paddle to row across uh, the Pacific from Monterey, California, all the way to Hawaii. Um, it's an epic effort. Uh, what, what I'm learning more than anything is the logistics away from the physical aspect, uh, might be way more overwhelming than the actual physical, physical needs. Uh, maybe we'll talk to them here in a second. Maybe they're feeling that way as well, but yeah, it's been pretty cool. We, we brought them out here to work together for the first time in any meaningful physical effort, as far as like putting everything together, the sleep deprivation, the physical effort and output um the psychology of working together with three other people that you haven't really necessarily done really really hard things together and then um yeah we got together every every day once or twice and talked about what we were learning and it was a cool way to do a camp and definitely a unique way to do the camp so i have a lot of feedback um probably stuff that we've talked about in private that i want to share on the podcast that that's pretty interesting i think people can learn from and then these two actually just happen to be a perfect matchup for for some of the stuff that went on out there. So um, I don't know. I was telling them before we hopped on, even if nobody listens to this, which is not the case, like when we're all 80 years old, just to sit down and listen to some of the stuff we were all doing when we were younger, I think it's going to be pretty cool. So, so some of these, these are just kind of documentations of the cool stuff we're doing in life. I don't know, Kristen, Sierra, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing pretty good. Sierra, are you mad that we got you up early on on a Saturday? No. No, you good? I have I have stuff to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> I always think I'm gonna sleep in and then I'm up at like six o'clock. I'm up at like five forty five. Doesn't happen. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get on that grind when you can. I know. I'm like a baby. Like when you have babies, they it doesn't matter if you put them to sleep at two or like five PM. Uh they're waking up at the same time. So you so we, not all babies are like this, but you would learn pretty early on when you have kids, like holy crap, it doesn't matter. If we got in the bed at twelve, they're waking up at five. It doesn't matter if we get them in bed at five. The way so you you get really incentivized to to put those little little suckers down to bed. Um, I feel like that. I feel like there's just too much in in life to get done to to lay there and and scroll too much. Um, I don't know. Do you guys feel like with with some big goals on the horizon that you have like a lot of purpose with every day, or is it hard to get out of bed? Yeah, no, this is definitely something that that gets me up every day. I could see that. How about you, Sierra? You got a little different schedule, but. Uh, yeah, um, I have a little because of my work schedule and how how my work is. I have very little time during the day to get stuff done. So it's very much like any time off I have, it's either training or researching or budgeting or doing something along the lines of the of um, helping out with preparation for the row. Heck yeah. So, Hey, so people don't know you guys yet. Um, let's just do like a quick little one or two minute bio on both of you guys. And we'll just take turns and go Kristen first and Sierra. Just talk about your background a little bit, how you got, uh, convinced or how you sought out an adventure like this to, to be a part of the team and kind of what your day to day is like, what you do for a living and what your life is like. Um, and then, and then we'll dive into the camp. Cause I think we really just want to we all just want to have have a, a, a document, an audio document of this experience, I think. So we'll dive into that pretty hard after we catch up with you guys. Yeah, so my name's Kristen. Um, my, my career background has been working in conservation and now outdoor education as well. Um, my, maybe my ocean rowing background kind of came from I've actually never rowed before, um, but I did paddle outrigger canoe for a long time when I was living in Hawaii. Um, and I grew up with my sister, Jen, um, who you interviewed a few months ago, back in March. Um, we were on a swim team in high school together and we played water polo together. I think that was kind of the start of my my um, 
maybe connection to water sports in the ocean. Um, but yeah, I found this row through, I think through my sister a few years ago, we started following a team um, and we're just kind of really drawn to this sport and watching it like, well, I can't believe people do that. That's amazing. And then last year we watched the last, 35 team come in and get a lot of media attention and break a world record. It was a really inspiring team to watch. And when they finished um, and the race finished, they kind of made a post that was like, Hey, do you want to row across an ocean? It's okay if you've never rowed before. And so we were both like, Oh, what if we just went to this meeting and just saw what happened and kind of leaving the meeting, we separately, we decided to separately think about it and then come back together and talk about how we felt about the meeting. And both of us were like, I think, I think we're going to do this. I think we're doing this. You're doing this. I'm okay. We're doing this. And that's kind of how it, how it started. No, oh, that's cool. So when you guys, when you guys decide you're going to do it, you, then the next step is you got to start finding team, a team, right? Yeah. And I remember that same day. So we, I had the meeting and then I immediately got on zoom with my sister after, and we were like, we're doing this. And then she's like, Oh, you know, who would, who would be a good fit for this? I'm going to, I'm going to call my old teammate, Sierra. <laughs> Then immediately, I think Sierra was like, great, when do we start? No, this is cool. And I don't think I know this whole story. So this is pretty, pretty sweet. Okay. So there's a little bit of your background. So Sierra, just dive in really quick. T- talk about yourself a little bit. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, so my kind of sport background is I was a swimmer for 12 years and I was a collegiate swimmer. Um, and then I walked onto the rowing team, um, in my college after I couldn't swim anymore due to a shoulder injury. Then um, afterwards, I was a power lifter for after college um, because I needed to do something physical or else, you know, I would lose my mind. Um, and then uh, I worked on boats before up in Alaska doing like guided tours and stuff like that. Um, and uh, this is probably the first really big, huge row that I've done, but I've done um kind of rowing in the past and so I kind of know the ins and outs of boats and stuff like that um but as a day-to-day uh I'm a paralegal at a estate planning law firm and um I'm super super excited about this row and to be able to just be out on the water yeah that's cool so when when they called you up what, what was your first inclination just like Kristen said I was like oh this is so cool when do we start? Yeah. <laughs> like when do we friends. when do we get this going? Like I'm I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have friends like that. It reminds me of college. Like, you know, my parents they they weren't strict, but they they didn't have to be strict. Like I we we just kind of hung out, you know. And I, I just remember going to college like 17 hours away from where I grew up in South Florida. I was like, man, the, the amount of freedom you had, but what but what you would do is you would you would meet people. Um I remember like on a whim, we're going to go to New York and, and watch this, the New York Yankees parade after they won the world series. And uh, me and my buddy are like, yeah, we're just going to go. We're asking, you know, we're asking a bunch of guys on the baseball team. Hey, you want to go? It's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, like, they want all the details. They want to tell their parents. They want... And I'm like, you need friends that just say yes before they know all the details. And the, and it sounds like you guys are kind of those kind of friends, you know? Yeah. That's, that's us. Which is pretty cool. It's <laughs> true. Okay, I'm gonna ask a question. I'm gonna ask both both of the Hofer girls. Am I saying your last name right? Yeah. All right. It looks like it should. Be, it looks like it should be said in a different way. But anyway, um, okay. Have you guys ever gotten in a in a physical fight before? I, I wanted to ask you this on the camp, but I never did. <laughs> a like, physical fight. Um. So we grew up. So I have a twin sister as well. So the three of us grew up like basically like triplets, sharing everything. So I think the fighting we had. I don't think it was huge, but we definitely fought growing up because we all wanted to not have to share everything. <laughs> um, but I think it was just the normal, the normal fighting that siblings do. Um, and then once we all moved out, it was way better. <laughs> Isn't that weird? So now we're all friends. Um, but yeah, it, we just all grew up really close together. Jen is only a year younger than me. <clears throat> oh wow! Yeah, you guys look close in age and I, I figured you were but I don't think we ever asked that I don't think I've ever asked that either Sierra do you have siblings yeah. yeah I do I have a little brother and yes we definitely physically fought each other <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I I could pr- predict the answer to this one uh did you kick his butt oh yeah 
I was way bigger than him. And now, now he, he got out of the air force and everything. So there might've, there might be a little bit of a fight back if I, if I take yeah. him on. But yeah, y'all, y'all just need to be buddies now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all just need to be friends now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I, you know, I, I say this all the time with my coaching career. Like I can't, I can't uh, not have relationships with people I work with. Like it's uh you know, knowing the background a little bit, I, I don't think you have to know every detail of everybody's life, but you have to know the general flow. And like, if work is awful and it's creating a lot of stress or something in, in your personal life is awful and creating a lot of stress, it it surfaces to to your efforts. It affects your sleep. It affects your nutrition. And you kind of have to, you kind of have to know how everything kind of plays into the bigger picture and, uh, and just ignoring it never works. So Coaches who are most coaches are pretty good about it, but but the ones that aren't willing to kind of delve a little bit are going to find that there's a lot they're leaving a lot on the table with their athletes, and it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, it's funny now because we know each other, and we've we've spent some some good tough work together, which always kind of seals the deal for for friendships and coaching relationships and however you want to say it. Um, but okay, so Kelsey and Jen reach out. I can't remember who reached out first. I talked to Kelsey a little bit, and and we bring up this idea of a camp. I, I've put on so many training camps for athletes over the years. And it's like, this is different for anything I've ever had to coach up. So like the needs are going to be different, but I'm pretty creative. And uh, I thought I could come up with something that would get even close to touching the surface of what you guys might experience out on the water. So uh, Kelsey and Jen or whoever comes back to the group, you guys all kind of listen, listen in. And then we already know the type of people you are as far as like just doing things on a whim, but w- was there any conversation before the camp? Like, w- was there any uh, hesitance on anybody's part? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was. I, well, I remember it was Kelsey who reached out to you. She'll go on her, her really long um, guiding trip. So she'll be out for maybe weeks at a time and she'll come back and be like, guys, I had so many good ideas while I was out there. Yeah. Um, and like, she'll come back and say, I did this, this, and this. Um, and so she was the one that originally got in contact with you. Um, and Jen was available to, to do the podcast with you all. And I remember they came back and they're like, guess, guess what we're doing. <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh no, what have they gotten us into? <laughs> I'm not ready. Well, I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't take much, man. I just, we were just talking at the, at the end of the last podcast and I was like, wait, so you guys haven't done anything together? They're like, no. I was like, y'all got to do something hard. It's, I I don't know if you have to for everybody who goes out there, but I would assume that it makes a huge difference. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Um, yeah. So you sign up for this thing. And, and in my mind, I'm there, there are a few tenants and in, in the type of effort that you're doing, you have the rowing specific um, from a sports specificity aspect, which brings on a lot of endurance, um, which brings on a lot of sleep deprivation because you guys are rowing on for two hours and off for two hours uh, for, you know, we'll say a month. <laughs> yeah. 30 days seems like, yep. uh, what, 20, is 29 the world record? Something no, like that's that? 34. 34. Okay. 34 is the world record. So yeah. So you, you can just kind of assume for 30, at least 30 days, you're going to be going off and on for two hours. So the sleep deprivation, the, the mental aspect of not seeing the finish line for days and days, I think that's going to be tough for, for a lot of people who get put in that situation. And then the fueling aspect is going to be important too. So the backdrop of all that is how do you get along with your teammates when shit hits the fan, when it gets, when you get really tired and deprived and frustrated. Um, so just from being a pro and doing this for so long, like the camps that I, and I didn't share this with you guys, but the camps that I've put on in the past with like team sport athletes a lot and with runners a lot, for the ones that were for performance, like the third morning was always the crux. It was the two days of just getting beat up physically, not really, but just working harder than you can in, in a short period of time. And I would always wake up. I would always wake wake these teams up at like three thirty or four in the morning the third day. And I, I would say probably ninety percent of the time there was a fight on the third morning. Like and this is usually usually guys, usually younger athletes can't control their emotions, tired hangry <laughs> and somebody would throw down like try to throw a punch and it's like you know we had ways to make sure nothing went past that but but i knew with you guys like we were we were packing you know a week into two and a half three days 
And I, and I knew at about 30, 30, 35 hours in, it was going to feel like the third day. And of course we have our hardest effort right there. It was all, it was all planned to create as much friction as possible. And, and it worked to an extent. So we're going to talk about that and how we kind of got through that, but yeah, let's, you guys get out to Colorado. You walk, you're about to walk into the gym. What was, what was the energy? Like you guys were meeting me at a, at a gym as training athletes out of, it seemed like you guys were taking your sweet time to get there. Um, just because, just because uh, the, the way you guys got out of the car seemed a little, a little timid in the beginning. Oh but yeah. I want to know very much timid. <laughs> this is stuff you don't talk about like in the moment. So I'm kind of curious what, what was going on there? Um, I mean, there was definitely nervous energy. Um, part of it too was um, we were all kind of sardined in the back of Kelsey's van with all of our equipment and our bags and stuff. And they'd like just gotten back from their hotel and the airport. So I think getting out of it too was us being like, okay, we got to like get ourselves more organized. We got to like stop for a minute and take some breaths before we like go into this gym and everything starts. So yeah, I think it was just kind of a, some anticipation of the unknown, that nervous energy going into it. Yeah, that makes sense. I, um, so as we kind of talk through this, I, I just had an idea that we'll kind of take people along the timeline and then you guys stop me when, there, when there's a point when you like had a realization or maybe a memory comes back from, from the weekend. Um, because I think diving into the mental aspect of all that's pretty interesting. So you guys get to the gym, I've known you for five seconds and we just start, we just start working. Like I, I've done this, um, with a lot of athletes, especially first sessions and stuff. I'll get to know you over the next month or two. Like, let's just get rid of that nervous energy, start working. Um, it's like starting a race, like the first five minutes, your adrenaline's, you know, as high as it can yeah, possibly you just have get to go. You just settle in and you guys did that. So did you guys notice that we just dove right into it? Yeah, yeah. but I was I appreciated it. Yeah. Cuz I needed I needed to be be physical and not think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so talk about that gym set a little bit. Like what were you guys thinking about yourselves? Um if you want to paint a picture of some of the stuff we did, that'd be awesome too. Yeah, so I was totally in my element because it was a lot of strength-based movements, um, like going into deadlift, going into um, rows, um, and going into like farmer's carries and stuff like that. That's my world. Um, so I was more on the basis of like, okay, this is only like part one of like 50 that we're going to prob prob probably do. Um, and so I was like, okay, I may not go like 315 on my deadlift. <laughs> so I need to reel that back a little bit. Um, but kind of going through that movement really sort of settled, um, a lot of my nerves, um, about the weekend and just being like, Hey, you're physically capable of doing this. So, you know, the next couple of challenges might not be so bad. No, I love that. How about you, Kristen? Where, you, where was your head? I, well, I remember thinking like as someone who was very new to strength training and feeling like I really just wanted to keep up with the team. Like that was kind of my mentality going into it. So I just was like, okay, I can see what they're doing. I need to make sure that I'm keeping up with them this whole time. Yeah. No, that's funny. Actually, I'm having some flashbacks now. So, so first of all, Sierra is really strong on the heavy, on the heavy stuff, <clears throat> really, really good form. But before we started, because I have four, four new athletes I haven't worked with before, like just a quick question. Have you guys done deadlifts? If you have, I'm not coaching you up on it because, you know, time is of the essence. And Kristen, you're a little tentative, but I coached you up a little bit. Your your form is pretty pretty solid anyway. But I look over at Sierra and she's doing like a, a RDL with like, uh, I don't know, quarter weight of what I thought she'd be doing. I was like, hey, so do you know how to do, I was like, do you know how to do a deadlift? And she's like, dude, I'm warming up. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just asked you if you knew how to do a real deadlift and you're doing RDLs over here and I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, I'm warming up, man. Don't do nothing it, without warming up. It was just funny because when you coach, when you coach, especially Olympic lifts and, and, uh, and you ask somebody, so many, most people have a hard time being completely honest about what their skill level is when they, especially in front of a new coach. I thought you were just like, Hey, yeah, I know. I know how to do it. And then I looked over, I was like, what the heck is going on? But that was a funny moment for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so, I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> just give me a minute. <laughs> the goal the goal of that first set, whether you guys knew it or not, and this is everything kind of had an order to it. I, I just wanted to completely destroy your grip. So when you when you, you guys succeeded. Done, <laughs> yeah. 
because <laughs> I knew I was going to have you guys on the on the road after that for a while. And I figured that that's going to be an issue. Um, I think the grippiness and the stabilizers, the small stabilizers in your wrists and hands and forearms are going to definitely take a toll out there on the water. So I just wanted to beat those up a little bit and see how you guys handled the, the teamwork afterwards. We ended up doing, I don't know, about an hour of a, of a heavy workout with, you know, three or four rounds. And then we hopped into uh, the skier, or I'm sorry, the rower and um, get, put them in teams of two. And they had, they had to get 20,000 um, meters on the, on the rower and they could do it in any order they wanted to. So what, did you guys what were you guys together? I can't remember. We were. You were together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was we your strategy? Yeah. We paired. Do you remember the, your strategy on the twenty thousand? Yeah. So for the team, I think that Kelsey and I were probably the strongest rowers. And so we wanted to kind of make sure that our timing together as a team, even though we're split up into pairs, was a little bit more even in terms of stopping at the same point. And so Kristen was paired with me since I was more of a rower than Kelsey is. And then Jen, who was a previous our previous teammate, right, for rowing, it was paired with Kelsey. And so um, but me and Kristen did um we did a couple what what was it? It was like a couple meters. I forgot what kind of split we did because it wasn't a timed thing. Oh, you went by meters? Was it like a thousand meters each? No, it was more than that. Two thousand each? Yeah, I think it was like two thousand each. And then we um, then we kind of split it up that way. Nice. I like that. Then we had a bunch of core built in. It took about just under two hours. I think like an hour and 45 or something like that. Um, Yeah, so we got we had a few hours in the gym just to wake everybody up, get everything rolling and I don't know, probably about 4.30 or something like that. I had to go pick up a buddy at the airport, and these guys went to food prep and did a great job on that. So basically, basically, I've known him for 10 minutes uh, in the scheme of things, and I told him to go get food and go to my house and start cooking stuff and that it would be open because I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so I don't know. what, what any, any takeaways from the, the teamwork on the food prep? Because it was kind of a big – a biggest job like we had three or four days about three days of trying to feed everybody and i wanted to make sure that we were kind of streamlined for the whole weekend yeah we had to like on the drive to the store start planning out okay what meals do we want to make so we kind of made a list of meals that were fast that we knew how to make and then we started writing a grocery list and then we split that grocery list into where to find it in the grocery store and we literally like got out of the van and like ran in groups into the store and just for as fast as we could to get ingredients Heck and then, yeah. yeah, as we're driving, we're using that time to say, okay, you're going to start cooking this. You're going to start chopping this. And so we tried to just be as efficient as possible. Oh, that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. Cause we got back and everything was darn near cooked already. Um, put the ladies in the barn. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> uh, I, I would have made you guys a lot more uncomfortable, but I was at my house. And I was like, I'm not gonna make them sleep. I could make them sleep on the deck. I'm not going to make them sleep on the deck. I'll give them some cover tonight. They'll be uncomfortable enough for a lot of this trip. But it's funny because uh, so we get to the house and Kelsey, Kelsey's boyfriend is out there and he's, Carlos is um, he's videoing the whole weekend, which is really, really cool. And and he's helping out in a lot of different ways. But I, right before bed, I was like, uh, all right, you four in the barn. If you got a penis, you're in the house. Sarah looks at me, makes a funny comment. And then uh, we we keep moving on. We keep moving on. But I, I was going to definitely try to separate him from her a little bit because I wanted you guys to just have all these all this time together. Um, yeah, we kind of set up, eat, talk a little bit about the trip. Uh, any any comments from the the house time? You forgot the ice bath. <laughs> the oh yeah, no, we did the ice bath after dinner as we're packing. Yeah, that was that was kind of huge. You're like, you got 10 minutes to pack. And then each one of us had to spend like three minutes in the in the ice bath. Um, and then a bunch of us had to either one team had to go in and then like take a take a gallon um and dump it over somebody's head. So <laughs> that was mean. But it was so yeah, it's about nine, nine thirty. It's dark out. It's really dark at my house. Like I live up in the, in, in the high mountains in the country, and and uh, yeah, everybody's got to get freezing cold. I had I don't know probably thirty pounds of ice in there. It was not melting. It was a, a legit ice bath, 
Everybody killed it though. There's some screams getting yelled out out there, but everybody did pretty well. Just um, of delight, <laughs> screams of delight, screams of delight. <laughs> and then we, then I tell them lights out about ten, ten thirty. Wake up times at four. We're gonna go do a big long hike the next morning, and at about ten thirty, ten forty. This is this is one of my favorite ideas I came up with the whole time on the sleep deprivation. Uh, I went in there with a puzzle, with a five hundred piece puzzle, and told them they, ha- they there's no sleeping allowed until it was completely done. So they freaking busted it out in less than two hours, I think, is what you guys told me. Yeah, we were done at around midnight. So you know, after you get out, after you do a couple hard workouts and you do an ice bath and you eat a really good meal, uh, that's sleepy time for me. What what, what was the what was the reaction to the puzzle? Uh, yeah, it was it was unexpected. But I remember as soon as you explained it and put it down, I was thinking like, oh, this guy's good. He's he's sneaky. This is a good one. Like this. <laughs> This feels like like a good way to make this this uh, challenge mirror our real challenge. Um, yeah, it was. I've never finished a puzzle in two hours like that before. I've never worked so hard on a puzzle. How, how did it work? Did, did you guys have a strategy for it? Or did you just start plugging away? Kind of. Uh-huh. You know, we, we like started with the border. I think like that's a common strategy. And then we all just kind of picked a color. You picked a really challenging puzzle too. And we're doing this by headlights. So all the colors kind of look the same. And then once you get frustrated or tired with the section you're working on, we'd switch with somebody else. And then eventually all the little pieces kind of came together. Did you did you guys cheer for each other when... Wait, who put the last piece in? Ooh. I think it was, Kel- I think it was Kelsey. Wasn't yeah. it? We definitely all cheered for that last piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anytime because it took so long sometimes just to get two pieces. So when you get those two pieces, yeah, we would we right. would cheer for ourselves at least and each and other. <laughs> I totally remember Kelsey going, Good job, good job, good job. Like <laughs> <laughs> I could like, in her crazy phone, that. it would be like, Yeah, good job, good job. <laughs> I, so there's two things I was gonna do to make that harder, but I but I wanted you to sleep a little bit. The first one was I I wasn't gonna give you the box. I was gonna have it with have you do it without the picture which would have been really annoying Awful. <laughs> so that's the first idea like most of these other ideas had had to do with me staying up later too which i wasn't going to do um and then the other one was to just pull one piece i wondered if you were going to do that i was like i wonder yeah. if this is really still sealed like why did you take the time to tell us it's still sealed unless you mess with it can you imagine though how annoying that would have been I was like mentally preparing for that actually the whole time. I was like, what so, is this? okay. So here's a good question. And I know what I would have wanted you to do in that situation, but what would you have got? What, what would you all have done? I was going to draw one and like cut it out and just make a new piece. <laughs> to I, like finish. I wouldn't have given it to you though, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sierra? Um, I don't know. I would probably i would probably think it would drop somewhere on your way in or like to the barn and then try to go find it first the the one thing that the one thing that would have worked you guys would have never done which is why it would have been genius which is come wake me up where's it where's the puzzle man that's that's the the puzzle i would i would have had it just sitting right by my bed if you guys would have but think about how uncomfortable that is yeah, I don't think I would have done that. I know, I know you wouldn't have. <laughs> I was just trying to be nice, but at some point I probably would have. Like that's a lesson. I don't think that's a lesson you can use like for the first time meeting you guys. Um, but towards the end of the weekend, I could have used that for sure. Yeah. But the whole idea is like no matter what, you're finding that there is a last puzzle piece. You know, you gotta find that thing. You gotta figure it. But um yeah, crossing interpersonal stuff is tough. Is tough. But I think the idea of some of these things is like, if it's got to get done, it's got to freaking get done. Um, but I also didn't want to. I, I didn't want you guys not to trust me early in the early event either, because you get <laughs> you guys would have been on. You, you're on eggshells anyway. At a certain point, you guys would have been on crazy eggshells for the rest of the day or the rest of the trip. So, so you guys get that done. We get up early, and uh, yeah, I think wake up was just after four in the morning get to trailhead around 5 15 ish somewhere in there and i had you guys doing an a to b hike from basically where i live to the the base of mount beerstad just an awesome hike rosalie trail if anybody's ever listening it's it's epic it's beautiful it's like 15 ish miles give or take i've done it a handful of times and really enjoy it all the time um but the whole idea for you guys even in the trains like hey 
I'm not going to run you guys like your ultra runners. You'll, you'll be broken, but we'll do things that are uncomfortable enough that take long enough time where you can work through some stuff. So what was that? What was that experience that hike like for you guys? And what did you guys learn out there? Uh, I learned that Kristen can talk for a whole 15 mile hike, which was very, very much appreciated because I wasn't the one to tell all the stories, but she had so many stories to tell and was super entertaining um, and kind of get us out of our, our, out of our mind space during that. That's what, that's what I learned. Um, Kristen, what did you learn? Yeah. So and I, I told you, I kind of went into this thinking like, I need to keep up with people because I don't have that background with rowing or um, like weightlifting. But my background in conservation now has been six years of field work, which is just all day, every day, hiking and working and being outside. So I think in that moment, that was kind of when I recognized that I am used to big efforts and working hard and um, have a lot of stories about just being outside. So anytime they came into my head, I just shared them. And I figured eventually they'd tell me to shut up, but that never happened. So I kept going. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, and, and that's a good lesson too. Like know when to say, hey, we're good. Or for you, like, hey guys, are they, am I annoying you? Like are these stories too much? But <laughs> I, honestly, if people are listening, the distraction is, is huge when you're doing hard stuff. I think it's I think it's great. Hey, any good stories that you can remember? Or Sierra, can you remember any oh, of your stories? Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, I will say that we also kind of learned that um like cuz the strategy with hiking especially on a timed hike is to have the the person who's least experienced it with hiking hiking up at the front. And it kind of went in terms of like Jen and then Kelsey, and then Kristen, and then I was at the at the back end, kind of like just following up for everybody. Um, and I think that we just fell in line so quickly to me. Um, that, and that was really cool to see us kind of pulling together in terms of where we were placed um, without actually true. like talking about it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Kristen did get... Um, a really bloated belly and I remember I was taking a, like taking a video of this beautiful landscape and then I kind of turned my phone around to kind of get the back end and she's just like has her like tummy out and she's just insane. <laughs> I don't have time to eat real meals so I'm just eating all these protein bars Dude. And, <laughs> and hiking and I was I like are you okay do you need to like do you need to go <laughs> do you need to go somewhere to like relieve yourself or something? And she's like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> of all is... the stories you could have shared, you picked that one. I love it. <laughs> well, dude, the, I was, I just got out of the woods hunting like a week, about a week ago. And you're out in the back country for five days and you're eating dehydrated food mostly. And like after a day of that crap, your stomach is just jacked. It's ridiculous. Like mm -hmm. you're bloated for half your time out there. And then you literally get out of the woods and eat, you know a salad eat some veggies and you're and you're back into normal but it's it's crazy what all those bars will do to you poor Kristen, <laughs> poor Kristen. See? I was okay, fine. she made I was... like she made it all the way out. <laughs> so she, she she was like nope i'm fine and so we <laughs> just believed her <laughs> well i predicted your all's time within a few minutes i had a feeling of how long it would take and you guys came around the corner right when i kind of thought you would and uh yeah, the energy looked decent. Like your your verbal energy was good, but your your body language was definitely worn out <clears throat> after the hike. I think Sierra was having some blistering start to happen. And yeah, so that's about noon the second day. You guys are on about two to three hours maybe of sleep that first night. I didn't get any. None. Yeah. No. Yeah, I believe that. And uh so we're on minimal sleep. And uh yeah, you guys get in the hoopty. We gotta talk about the hoopty. Uh, it's Faye. Faye is the name of the van that that Kelsey drives. Faye is maybe not highway safe, but we won't we don't have to talk about that too much. We love Faye. She's Faye's, highway regulated. It's Faye's, fine. <laughs> Faye struggled. Faye partied a little bit too much in college, and uh, <laughs> Faye's Faye has a hard time on the highways on the hills. We'll say so. Anytime that we were meeting <clears throat> meeting the the team. Me and Kale, my buddy who came out and helped a bunch, 
um we had an extra hour of chill time which was pretty nice <laughs> it's good old fair so <clears throat> we meet at the thing everybody gets a little snack and the next thing is uh all right you guys got 100 bucks go to lowe's you need to buy and build a structure for under a hundred dollars that you can push, pull, drag with two people on, two people off, kind of that theme off of the rowing in the Pacific where you're going to be rowing two on, two off for long periods of time. So uh, I think you guys of all, you guys definitely failed this task. <laughs> Just to we stay learned lightly. from this. You guys, we you guys definitely learned. Yeah, you either win or you learn, right? Uh, you guys definitely learned on this one. So without you know sharing every detail of it where did you guys mess up on 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 this thing uh and, and you know what was the thought process throughout the whole the whole whole task i guess i think um well in the beginning like as we're driving we had a pretty long drive to like get to the store and that's kind of where jen was shining she was really good at kind of mapping out ideas and then doing math for like board length and so it's kind of like all right jen you you got this i trust you basically when she'd ask me math questions and say i can't do math right now um but i think the the task itself once we had the materials and we're building it together um it really did come down to kelsey kind of uh taking the lead and then us kind of sitting back and letting her handle and we, uh, yeah, I think there were a lot of moments where we could have stepped in more to help, but also I think no matter what the cart was going to fail, like the physical cart itself was going to fail no matter what, like the wheels we bought were the cheapest wheels we could find. And eventually all of them broke and like yeah. everything that we built eventually broke. <laughs> yeah. They didn't really have too much of a chance. The The only thing you could have done is buy uh a lot more of those wheels or splurge on the best wheels you could find and everything else be cheap it was just funny because like we have four grown women <laughs> dude the spectacle is hilarious like like i think carlos did get some film but the spectacle the spectacle is hilarious the goal and i whether you guys know the, the actual goal or not we had to pivot pretty quick the goal is to get from copper all the way to Vail pass which is almost five miles to the top it was gonna be a slog for y'all but these wheels are disintegrating on the on the pavement. So uh, so after about five minutes, you know, I had them submerge submerging in the water and popping back out. The water's really cold. Um, and then they had to come out and work, and uh, two of them would push or pull. And after about I don't know, probably half mile, quarter mile, the thing was just uh, it it was not a it was not structured to trust anymore. We'll say. So it just turned into yeah. a little boot camp, man. We had I had them carrying stuff overhead and doing some running stuff and push-ups and just kind of taxed them for another hour, hour and a half or so out there. We pushed pretty good. Um and the whole goal in this was just to psychologically and physically really, really get you towards the end here because I knew what was coming up next. Um so we get done with that. Everybody dries off a little bit and uh hops in the car we got a two two and a half hour drive to the base of mount garfield and palisade um kelsey's face when i told her we're going two and a half hours away was hilarious but i knew that i knew that you guys spending time in the vehicle together was going to be good for you in some way shape or form so yeah we did that we went out there and uh we we're about to hike mount garfield which is uh stats are about 1.8 up about 1800 ish vert to the top it's a really tough hike um it's tough during the day it's tougher at night because you can't see stuff and we were going to cowboy camp at the top no tents just bring a little pad and we'll sleep up there we'll wake up get a little snack and come back down uh so let's kind of go through some of that the the drive out um was there any friction or tension or what was the energy i'm assuming that once you got moving it was hard to stay awake for people who weren't driving uh and then once you got to the trailhead just kind of set that up a little bit too um i think that i mean the energy it was quiet on the drive um it was beautiful i mean you're giving us none of us well maybe it's, it was just me but i'd never been to colorado before so just the tour of the, your entire state was beautiful that's kind of what i remember thinking oh that's um, cool i didn't realize that i don't i mean we didn't know how steep it was going to be or anything really about this hike so we kind of were just still in the dark of what was going to happen next so i think it was just kind of a quiet energy yeah yeah, we were doing a lot of like packing um and reorganization of our of our interior. Um just because 
you know, we were like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna hike, but we're gonna stay like overnight. Um, so what do we need? Um, and then a lot of it was like pretty quiet. Yeah. So we're, I mean, if you think about the amount of stuff we'd done in 24 hours up to that point, it was a lot of stuff in 24 hours, which is pretty cool. Um, but I'm talking to Kale, my friend Bailey is meeting us over there. I was like, Hey dude, this is going to be the one right here. This is going to tear him up a little bit. <laughs> like, you're you're right. <laughs> so I get out of the car. I get out of the car. Uh, we're chowing down on some of the amazing food you guys made. And then everybody's kind of snacking and then we're going to do a little huddle up, but the energy sucks from y'all, which is, which is like, so it, it was palpable. It's so easy to tell Sarah was having some blister issues and she's you're, you're already getting kind of emotional. I don't know if it's from this. It's probably from the sleep more than anything I'm guessing, but you're definitely frustrated to think about having to go up that thing. Um, and then just generally it's just, it's probably too quiet for where we were. We we're at the base of an obviously giant mountain. <laughs> like there's no secrets what you're about to do, you know? So um, is that accurate? Like if you guys could go back a little bit, do you see how you could change that energy a little bit before the tough, the, the really tough stuff? Have you thought about it? Um, yeah, yeah, I have. Um, a lot of it had to do, I think, with just for me, it was a lot of just like looking at the mountain and being like, I have to get on top of that somehow, um, in the dark. Um, and I think maybe if I voiced my concerns a little bit more, um, to the team and be like, Hey, I'm tired my emotions are kind of high right now. I may, and like reach out to them a little bit more. It would have kind of given a little bit more space for people to be a little bit more honest with how they were feeling and what, what we needed from each other to complete this thing. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that's something that I would have needed to do is just to be a little bit more open and honest with how I was feeling. Yeah. No, and I think this was like the crux. I mean, it was, it was going to be the crux of the of the weekend anyway. But uh, for four people who hadn't worked together, I mean, the the twenty four hours from that point, stand at the trailhead to the end of the of the camp, essentially, you guys grew a lot. And like, uh, yeah, you guys had some tough conversations, and we'll talk about some of that stuff here in a minute. But but I think just you know, all of you, everybody had to be self aware when you're with a group of new people, and it's just tough sometimes because you can't. I think the issue for Sierra was like you probably couldn't be a hundred percent yourself because you you don't know everybody that well yet. So that that, that that's yeah. so tough, you know. But yeah, but I can... needed to I needed to make that step. Like nobody can get to know me if I don't tell them who I am. Right for sure. Yep. What about you, Kristen? Before the hike, any any mental um, observations for me? Yeah, for me, I was looking at this hike and recognizing like, okay, I know I can do this and I'll be fine. Um, I was um, not aware of where Sierra was at that point, but I was thinking about my sister, Jen, who we learned like had asthma and hadn't, I mean, had moved from, had flown in from sea level like the day before we started. So breathing was a big issue. And so I was trying to figure out like, how am I going to help her get up this mountain too? Um, and there wasn't really anything I could do except carry a little bit of her gear and so I, the whole time I was just kind of thinking like how how are we going to do this because just just breathing and moving was a challenge sometimes yeah. as a team yeah so Mount Garfield Palisade Colorado just kind of goes up the spire it looks like decent exposure the footing's great I would never take you guys anywhere that was not safe but we get over the the first little climb that you do it's really hard. It's probably 25 to 40% grade most of the time and really physical less than a mile. You get way up there and we're at this like little plateau and me and Kale and Bailey and Carlos, the, the cameraman and boyfriend, of Kelsey, we're just kind of hanging out and Sierra and, and Kristen kind of reached the summit, the fall summit here. And there's emotions running high. I, I heard some tears and then Jen and Kelsey weren't too far behind and there's some like chatter. And I look at Kel's like, Nope. I was like, I'm not going to be on the boat with them. <laughs> They're figuring this shit out on their own. And uh, like you, and I told you guys, usually if this was like a different type of team, like I'd have been in there, like working with y'all a little bit. I was like, no, they got to figure this stuff out on their own. So we went up to the top and you guys got up there about an hour, hour and a half after we did. And everybody went to sleep and um, without getting too into the details, 
the cool thing is every day, every morning we did a little circle up and talked about what everybody learned and how to do things better. And like pretty much everybody's like, all right, we got to freaking talk about last night. Cause that's stupid. Um, so to say, to say at least like some, t- there's some tempers flaring a little bit. Some people got over emotional or under emotional. People didn't feel like they, they were getting what they needed from their teammates. We got too much. There's just a lot, man. And you guys learned so much. Um, I mean, this is just a way for me to say that I'm proud of you guys for freaking working through it. And, uh, you know, moments like that with lesser people can ruin teams. And you guys were all willing to really, like, look at yourselves and try to get better from it. So without saying too much, it was it was high drama, y'all, for, for a minute. You guys were beat up. We only got four or five hours that night of sleep as well. And I was, I wouldn't even call that sleep. It was like 30 mile an hour winds all night. So it's damn near impossible to, to sleep for more than a few minutes at a time. So it was nobody slept. Nobody slept. Um, next morning, get through without having to go into too much detail. Did, did you guys feel like after that, that little circle up, up there, um, you, did you feel like that was a, a positive thing, even though it was, it was some stuff, tough, tough stuff to talk about or what? Yeah, I think it, I think it was positive. Um, I think in that kind of huddle up, we recognize, okay, you know, we are a team, we need each other and we have to support each other and we have to, we have to know how to do that. And I think in that moment, that was when we're like kind of telling each other, we want, like, we want, it was the kind of a moment where we recognize we, we're all in this and we want to do this. We're here because we want to be here and we're going to do what we need to do to make sure that we are helping each other as best as we can, like moving forward. And everybody's cool. Has everybody been cool ever since? Yeah, I think we're even tighter than before. Um, I think that we're getting to know each other in our, in our worst spaces um, a little bit more and to be able to kind of support each other in the way that that each individual needs to be supported. Oh yeah. It's like a marriage on this man. Like, like you've, you've already committed and yeah. If, uh, you know, some marriages fall apart because people say they're committed, but they're not, they're not willing to do this stuff that can be kind of annoying, honestly, to, to make things better, you know? And, uh, yeah, you guys got married for this, <laughs> for this year, at least. And yeah, and that uh, was Colorado was our honeymoon. <laughs> it was definitely, it was a dirty honeymoon, but it's, I, I knew that I knew the moments were going to happen. I've, I've seen it a hundred times from, from coaching over the years and, it's it's fun like it's fun just to help kind of guide some athletes who are especially from the, the mental side of things and you know my buddy Kale's there and he does a lot of stuff in leadership and and he had some really good points to make as well it's just it was a cool moment like there's not I told you guys this a hundred times there's 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 never been a camp that's ever been done like that ever <laughs> like it can't be it's too unique you know so um I love doing things that are so unique that you know that you're, you're the only one that's kind of experienced it so that's pretty cool so yeah, we get off the mountain, we go down there to uh, Palisade and, uh, you know, I hustled down the mountain a little bit. So you go get a real coffee in town. I don't know if y'all knew that, but wink, wink. And then <laughs> just, I should have been really mean, just like drinking like a giant just... jug of coffee. Yeah. Just sipping on it like a little, like a, like a single. Ooh, it's so creamy. Like a stay at home mom in the suburbs, you know? And uh, <laughs> so no, we get down there we meet him at the river. Uh, Kelsey brought her like four man raft which is pretty heavy. I, I would say it's probably 120, 150 pounds. It was heavy enough to be annoying. And uh, the women had to get in the raft, submerge themselves, paddle a whole quarter of a mile, which takes about a minute, <laughs> pull, that, <laughs> pull that thing out of the river, and then carry it back to the start with it touching the ground only once. So I had you guys do it 10 times. It took about two hours. Uh any takeaways from that? That one seemed pretty straightforward. You guys seem just to team up and bust it out, but. Yeah. Well, so part of it was just being on the water and paddling with them all. That was actually really fun. It was kind of our first time. I mean, this is the only the second time we've ever met in person. And it was our first time being on the water like that together. And Kelsey was teaching us how to, to paddle basically and teaching us how to like listen to each other in the boat and watch and how to make the boat do what we want it to do as a team. So that was really fun over the 10 times we did it, getting better and better and better at that as a team. And then also, I mean, hauling it back 10 times, figuring out how to like verbally encourage each other through this, um, how to like 
strategies of how to switch up where you're holding um, the boat. Cause some, if you're in the front, it's heavier than the back, I think. And depending who you're across. So we really tried to, to stay positive and encourage each other through that is, is what I remember. Yeah. That's cool. Hard. Was that hard? Did that feel like a hard effort? Yeah. It, it, it felt like a pretty, especially after kind of the, the build up to it. Um, what we've kind of been through um yeah it, it felt like a pretty solid effort needed to be had but it also like we couldn't like rush through the whole thing like we couldn't like run the raft because then we would burn ourselves out so it's like a very steady state hey we're going to get in this rhythm we're going to keep this rhythm kind of moving forward we're going to keep the same like stopping point um and then just i think our communication really amplified in in terms of teamwork with oh, that geez. no that's really cool um i wasn't there for a lot of that because i was set, i was setting up a shuttle for so right after that we hopped on the rafts and i had a couple stand-up paddle boards for just the actual uh, enjoyable float <laughs> did, did you guys think there's something else coming i bet you did yeah i did i was okay. so paranoid i knew, I knew like you the would first be. mile i was so paranoid I looked at Kale because we brought some like high noons, which is like this little tonic, uh, like vodka, fruity thing. They're like 4% alcohol. They're just, we had a couple of them on the river. And uh, I looked at them, I was like, and right now they all think something else is about to happen, <laughs> but it's not. And that's the worst part. I love it. I, uh, so I, I didn't think anything else was going to happen. I was just fully enjoying. That's great. <laughs> a couple hours yeah, yeah, on the that... river. That was so well, and I think that The water was so nice. You had you threw the ball at us a few times and had us rescue the drowning yeah. victim, but drowning ball. Well, I think like being able to, I think both y'all's take on that is perfect. Like Sierra's ready for anything, but not able to enjoy the moment, and Kristen's just like I'm in heaven right now. I, I would probably skew towards Kristen's just a little bit because I think the idea is like the second that something comes up, you're able to switch. Because I think when you guys when you guys get out on the water for the for the big row, um, there's gonna be beautiful moments and times when you feel really good and you have like that probably that runner's high type feeling. Uh, where you just gotta take it in and enjoy it and just realize like, you know, this isn't la feeling good isn't gonna last and feeling bad isn't gonna last. And I think that's a really yeah. good that's a really good mentality for endurance sports. Yeah, I think it is really helpful when you're on a long hike or a long mission and everyone you're with is is got their head down, your mission focus, you're just trying to get to the end. It is really nice when somebody reminds you, like, look where we are. Like, it's so beautiful here. Did anyone else see this that we walked past? And yeah, no, I, love I think that. that will be helpful to have kind of that I reminder. That'll be your job there. is the the point the moment pointer outer <laughs> like sierra i'll make sure to stop for a second look at the sun <laughs> you know what you should watch before you guys you guys should watch uh life of pi have you ever seen that yeah i haven't been read it either uh, well it's just like a really visually beautiful movie and uh the story's pretty good too actually my, i just had my son watch, uh, watch it the other day but yeah, there's like a lot of luminescence, luminescence, and like cool things that happen on the water. But you guys should definitely watch out for you go out there. Uh, yeah, so we had the enjoyable thing. We packed up, and uh, I had you guys meet me in Glenwood Springs. And this is one another one of my favorite ones because I knew, I knew that Kelsey, who is a go getter physically and like mechanically, because that's kind of what she does as a, as a guide. I knew that this was going to put her in a different headspace. Um, which I'm going to give her some crap when I talk to her too about this, but you could see like Sierra was so, okay. Back up a second. We're meeting in Glenwood Springs. They have no idea why. Uh, no, actually I told you guys before, cause you guys made some signs. They are going to go panhandle basically for fundraising for their, uh, cause they're fundraising a lot for this project. So, um, and by the way, when we're done with this, the episode, you guys will share a bunch of links that you can follow. So keep that in mind. But yeah, they're going to go get out of their comfort zone and, and tell people what they're doing and see if they could get some donations for their efforts because they have to raise a lot of money for for a lot of a, a lot of this effort. Um, I don't know takeaways, y'all. Like, like, did you guys see some of the personality flips and and different different roles kind of flip for the type of uh, challenge that was? I didn't see anybody because I was just running around so much. <laughs> you were you're sprinting everywhere. I was impressed chasing yeah, people we, down 
Yeah, we all went in different directions. I think some people enjoyed this challenge. I'm someone who, this was maybe the hardest challenge for me. I did not have fun with this. It is very hard to go up to strangers and ask them for money. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, this was the <laughs> hardest for me. You can make some bank, though, dude. Um, Kristen, I think you I think you got the biggest donation, though, didn't you? No, that was Jen. Jen? I think I got the smallest. Oh, somebody got a 50. Yeah, that was Jen. I think that, that was Jen. Jen. Okay. Got the Hofers mixed up. Uh, that was amazing. It's Holy crap. A lot. But it, so it's funny. So what, what what was everybody doing? Remind me. Because you guys all had different strategies. Oh, I was just like, anytime there was people walking by, I'd try to talk to them. But then I just was going into all the businesses and That's just I mean. talking to people that were working and getting little tips. Um, myself, I think some of us had this on the back of our sign, we'll write, we wrote like, I'll do one push up per $1 donation. I did a lot of push ups, um, which after a week of doing a lot of push ups, those, those meant a lot, those push ups. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at, at one point, Carlo met up with me and I was like, all right, let's get some action shots. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I could not do it in front of him in front of the camera. I, or I, I could not. He's like, there's some people go talk to them. And I could not, I could not do it. I was like, Carlo, you, I'm running away from you right now. That's amazing. Sierra, your, your strategy was just to sprint towards strangers and intimidate. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like if I, you just kind of open up, like if you're smiling and you're, you're kind of open and you kind of look them in the eye and be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, do you not want to hear what I'm kind of doing today? And then they kind of open up too. Um, I was also trying to find the biggest group of people that weren't sitting like, yeah. and even if people were sitting like out on the patios and restaurants and stuff like that, it means they can't go anywhere. So they have to listen to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was, I was able to find a line to like this concert thing that was happening in like a local theater. And I was talking to a bunch of people like in line about it, um, with my sign. Um, and I was just saying, Hey, I'm trying to raise money to beat my teammates, um, in this challenge or whatever. Um, and I got a, a lot, I got not a lot of money because not a lot of people carried cash on them, but I got a lot of people who wanted to know about our information. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Hey, follow along, like donate if it's possible. Like we love to see, we would love to see that. Yeah, and I think the, the the takeaway is no matter how hard your fundraising is digitally, sending out emails, calls, and all that stuff, it's not as uncomfortable as hitting the streets. Uh, so you guys freaking killed that challenge. I remember Kelsey, I believe, said some lady was yelling at her. <laughs> Which yeah, there was a there was a dude that I I kind of he was wearing a sailing shirt. And I was like, ah, oh, this is my guy. Like, come on. Like, he's passionate about the water. I'm passionate about the water. He's going to think this is cool. And then he just said, nope, you're going to die. This is a stupid idea. <laughs> he said you're going to die. And I was like, okay, well, that's my choice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to hear uh, what the, the other lady's uh, experience was down there. It was fun to watch. Um, me and Kale and uh carlos all got ice cream cones and just walked around town and watched you guys hustle it was great i know those look so good <laughs> they were so they were amazing they did. uh i can eat like two gallons of ice cream in the sitting it's ridiculous so yeah we get Same. back everybody kind of throws their money out and like talks about what they learned and um yeah we knew that was gonna be uncomfortable but you guys did pretty good like 114 bucks or something like that and uh put it towards the towards the effort so then to finish up this is like getting close to the evening on saturday we drive back down to town we hit the gym again we do a pretty quiet late night set on the uh on the ergs again i think we ended up getting everybody to 10k individually and kind of did some team rowing stuff with like rhythm and just paying attention uh to each other while you guys were doing that and then that was it we, I, you know initially i i had plenty of ideas to to really run you into it but i kind of figured that the crux was that garfield thing the mountain and then the last hard physical effort really hard at physical effort was the 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 boat tug along and then we start building building you guys back up a little bit let you have some normal human moments and come back and 
Kale was freaking awesome. He hooked up some hotels for everybody. He, had, he travels a lot for work, so he's got all these points and stuff. So he hooked everybody up, which is such a freaking blessing. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Everybody was stoked he about that. He was our that. hero. <laughs> when I also, I mean, it was just really cool. Um, but yeah, we got to talk a little bit more. But really, this is, you know, besides some of the c- kind of organizing and coaching calls and stuff like that, this is the most we've talked about it. What's when you guys look back at this? It can be it can be framed as just human beings and like life experiences, or it can be framed as something that got you ready for this this rowing experience that you haven't done yet. What what are like one or two takeaways that you guys want to kind of keep keep with you for the rest of your life from from an experience like this? And and uh, and maybe a shout out to why other people should try really hard things. I think that's always something I want to get across. Um. So for me, I'm one incredibly proud of our team like seeing everybody go out and give 100% and be incredibly vulnerable together as a team in front of a camera too the entire time. Um, Incredibly proud of everyone. Um, And for myself, I'm just incredibly proud of myself too. Like I went into it thinking like, you're going to be the weakest person on the team. And just being able to feel myself succeed at something like that and being able to, to have this for the rest of my life. Like I did this really hard thing that I didn't think I could do and I did it. Um, is a pretty incredible experience to have. Oh, yeah. Sierra? Um, a couple of takeaways that I um, that I had were that hard, thing, hard things show you who you truly are on the inside and what you need to work on, most definitely. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I'm the... Um, I think I I gained a lot of emotional experience from, from doing a hard thing that I had to do another, basically another hard thing in order to make sure that um, the emotional kind of outbreak I had on Mount Garfield didn't happen on the row. Um, So it's a lot of like, okay, realizing that you have to check your receipts for yourself and what you need to work on. Um, so that was one. And that my teammates are a hundred percent behind me and they support me and I support them and we're closer together by doing harder things together. Heck yeah. And I think it's a lesson for, it's a lesson for friends and spouses. Like when you do hard things with people that you care about, you, your relationships get so much stronger. Like me and my wife do hard stuff all the time and it just makes it, it makes it better. Like if all I did was go talk to clients all day and her her worked with her stuff and we came home and did the same foo-foo stuff every night i just don't see any growth happening from that and i will say um as as uh as somebody who works with a lot of people and gets paid attention chris and your your gifts and your skills are definitely to to lift people up and be a positive force keep telling your stories and keep keep that part of your personality like don't let that fall off people are going to know really quick when you're off if you're not being yourself and then sierra you're a freaking fireball dude and i love fireballs um but you know fireballs can turn into forest fire too you gotta you gotta you gotta harness Reel that, it in you gotta harness yeah. the energy and uh i will say for you the, my biggest compliment is you you lost your cool but the day after you never made any excuses for yourself and I'm and I and I was really sensitive. I was really waiting to hear you make excuses for yourself because so many athletes will will do that. And the second you do that, you lose all of the responsibility for yourself and you lose respect. And and you never did that. And as, as an athlete who's lost, I've lost my cool in really bad situations before. I can definitely relate to it. And I had a soft spot for you, but it was really cool to see you kind of grow out there. And uh, and nobody is above it, dude. Every everybody has those moments. You just you just got to do it in front of a new team, unfortunately for you. But it it worked out, dude. I think you learned so much. Like you'll never. I, I would be surprised if you ever had that reaction again when things got tough. It would, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad it happened on land and not while we were out at sea. Oh, is is how I'm looking at it. Being Absolutely. like, okay, we crossed that barrier now. Yeah that I know what to do when we kind of face that again out on the water. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even worried about you. Like it's, it's kind of funny how quick you can work on yourself to make sure, sure that people know like where you stand and uh, like, we don't have to go through the details. People, she, she got mad and, and irritable. Like that's, that, that's the gist yep. of it. She didn't, murder, <laughs> she didn't murder anybody out there. 
Um, no. So yeah, it was, it was. It's always an honor to have people trust you to take them through some stuff, and and you guys had you had to trust me and Kale, or else or else you wouldn't have been there. <laughs> so thanks so much. I hope people listen. Got a little perspective. We'll bring on Jen and Kelsey and kind of go through it similarly, and they'll have different they'll have different takeaways than than you two did. did. But um, before we hop off, give me some links. Give me some links for the actual race for your website where they can donate <clears throat> and anything else that you might be pertinent right now. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. If you want to follow uh, along with us, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at hurricane or hurricane rowing, um, H E R I C A N E rowing. Um, and then we also have a Facebook page, um, same name. And then, um, you can also follow us on TikTok as well. And then if you want to follow along with the race itself, um, it's uh, World's Toughest Row. Awesome. All right. Kristen Sierra, appreciate your time. Appreciate you sharing your stories. It's freaking awesome time out here. Yeah, thanks for everything.